from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. And while he was down there, he met a little kid uh, back in the woods, and the kid said, well, me and my mom are digging a well. I can't imagine anything that's more exciting. I asked if I could put a greenhouse over the site so we could we could dig very carefully because out west if you're digging and it rains, it'll dry overnight, but in Missouri you get a, a lake. What's the key to finding dinosaur fossils? It just seems like this is every little kid's dream is to do what you're doing. I'm Sarah Fenske. This fall, scientists unearthed a dinosaur skeleton from Bollinger County, Missouri. Experts say it's the fullest skeleton ever found of Parasaurus missouriensis. That's the official state dinosaur of Missouri. Until recently, the Parasaurus was believed to be a different type of dinosaur entirely. But amateur paleontologist Guy Darrow was certain that was wrong. Darrow previously found a juvenile Parasaurus in Bollinger County and pushed for Chicago's Field Museum to join him in digging. They ultimately found the adult Parasaurus, and that set the record straight. Missouri's state dinosaur, it turns out, was duck-billed. The juvenile Parasaurus missouriensis was the center of attention Saturday when the St. Genevieve Museum Learning Center became the official Missouri dinosaur visitor site. Dignitaries on site included politicians, paleontologists, geologists, and civic boosters. The exhibit also drew visitors from all over the state with a full house of dinosaur enthusiasts. We saw this advertised on TV and maybe on Facebook, I don't know, and we just knew we had to come as quickly as we could get here. We saw in the media about the recent um, discoveries of the dinosaur bones, and so um, we had to come over and see for ourselves. What's impressed you most? So you've been looking around the museum today. What's really stood out to you? Well, so far, that right there, whatever that is, it looks like a scorpion, and I'm assuming it was that big at one time. Yeah, it's a scorpion about as big as we are. Yeah. I uh, have enjoyed the, uh, I know they use the uh, the fossils and stuff that they that they find to make these makeups of the of the what the dinosaurs really look like, which really kind of puts it into perspective, which is just amazing. It's just like it's a whole dinosaur thing, but it's came to life. What do you think about Parasaurus missouriensis? It's pretty cool. What did you learn about it today? That it's like as big as that thing which is also 20 feet and its leg bone is probably like that size probably wow that's a leg bone i would say that's bigger than you yeah bigger than that yeah it's five foot because i'm five foot and it's about that size what can you tell us about what you've learned about uh parasaurus missouriensis today well we're very pleased there's a dinosaur that's named after us now. <laughs> so I love the story about how it was first discovered that the family had the bones on the Cronister farm with the small boy saying, oh, we have dinosaurs, dinosaur bones if you want to see them kind of story. So uh, I like that, like the origin story. I mean, being from a smaller town, you don't always expect to see such, you know, artifacts and things in the area. So for me, it's really, it's, it's a really cool opportunity when it comes to, you know, bringing in friends or family and saying, hey, this is what we can provide. And St. Genevieve, so really just seeing the amount of items in here 
and I was talking to someone that told me how they came about some of those items. So it's really, it's very cool. And that was our own Emily Woodbury reporting from St. Genevieve and talking to Brad Kirchner of Bloomsdale, Ira Hawkins of Ironton, uh, Becky and Sonny Bradshaw of Columbia, and Reed and Lucy Felker of Farmington. Now, UMSL Professor Emeritus Michael Fix was also at the St. Genevieve Museum. The retired geologist showed visitors how researchers carefully sift through clay and rocks to uncover the bones and fossils of Missouri's ancient history. Finding dinosaur bones in this concentrated in amount is extremely rare for the eastern U.S. This is a shoulder blade. This is a part of the skull. Uh, this is part of the shoulder assembly over here. These kind of roundish shapes are neck vertebra, cervical vertebra. So there's a, a partial skeleton of a, it's not a full-grown adult. Now, Dr. Professor Makovicki, his group has discovered now several adult skeletons and so the you know the the amount of material that's that's concentrated at this site is more or less unique to the eastern U.S. And that is retired UMSL professor Michael Fix and joining us now with more on the discovery is the man who cut the ribbon Saturday inviting visitors to see the museum's new exhibit. Guy Darrow is a self-taught fossil collector and curator of the St. Genevieve Museum Learning Center. Guy, welcome. Thank you. So tell us about this Parasaurus. What do we now know about our state dinosaur? Well, we know that it uh, it had, instead of a thumb, it actually had spikes like a cow horn sticking out instead of a thumb, so that's very unusual. And uh, the teeth, of course, were really different than a normal uh, duck-billed dinosaur. So, uh, and, and it's, what's kind of amazing to me is they're really not sure it's the age of the site between 70 million and uh, 90 million. And uh, so that really there's a lot of study that needs to be done. And uh, usually you'll find a lot of small creatures. You'll find pollen and a lot of uh, other uh, shellfish and things that gives you an idea of the age. But here at the site, it's very mysterious. We don't have any of that material. Hmm. Just major dinosaurs and, and no small stuff. Not, uh, not the tiny like pollen. Usually you would have pollen, which gives you an indication, but we don't have that it preserved at the site. So this site is so unusual. There's such an interesting story here. We heard one of the museum goers allude to it. When was a dinosaur first found there in Bollinger County? Well, that was back in 1942. They sent a, a geologist, Dan Stewart, down to southern Missouri to look for clay deposits. And while he was down there, he met a little kid uh, back in the woods and the kids said well me and my mom are digging a well and we have some clay so uh, dan stewart went over and looked at this pile of clay and there were some bones there they might have thought they were cow or horse but dan stewart goes those are dinosaur bones so that's kind of how it started i mean that just gave me the chills like if that little boy hadn't pulled him onto this site we might have no idea of of the wonders that are there Oh, it's very serendipitous. The, the whole idea that someone would dig a well back in the woods and dig down and find these bones, that's pretty amazing. So they found these bones, but then for years they kind of thought the wrong thing about them. Where did these misconceptions come from? Well, originally the bones were taken to a fellow named Charles Gilmore. He was a famous paleontologist at the time. And he thought they were a tail uh, section from a uh, sauropod, which is a long-necked dinosaur, kind of like the Sinclair dinosaur. 
and uh, then time moved on and and then uh, some other uh, paleontologists thought that it may be a duckbill called uh, uh, Hypsobema uh, missouriens. And then as time went on a little more, um, they found uh, they just they had some people from the New Jersey State Museum that helped out, and they, de they determined they were definitely not from a sauropod; they were from some kind of a duckbill-type dinosaur. And as time went on, uh, this geologist friend of mine, Bruce Stinchcomb. Uh, bought the property in the hopes of finding more dinosaurs and they did a little some test pits and sure enough they started finding bones hmm. and so then that's around at that point you got involved um, you were there because of this he's a retired UMSL professor Bruce Stinchcomb is that right uh, he is now yes and uh, I asked if I could put a greenhouse over the site so we could we could dig very carefully because out west if you're digging and it rains it'll dry overnight but in Missouri you get a, a lake started <laughs> so we've had this greenhouse for quite a long time and and we started making uh, discoveries right off the bat. And so one of these discoveries is this this juvenile who's now on display in St. Genevieve? Yeah yeah we uh, when we found we, we had been finding bones for quite a few years but when we found this articulated skeleton uh, that's when uh, we decided that we really needed more help because we could tell there were some larger bones and it really takes a lot of people to excavate a dinosaur. Uh, there's a lot of procedures, a lot of things. And uh, so it was, we went to the, uh, I talked to some people at the Field Museum. They connected me with uh, Pete McAvicki, who was the curator of dinosaurs. Uh, he came down and looked at it and got very excited, and uh, that really kind of started this off. And so that then led to this this dinosaur that was just unearthed this fall. I understand this dinosaur is a huge deal. What what makes this adult version of this juvenile you found so important? Well, the juvenile is very important, but to, to find a, a dinosaur, this is probably about a 35-foot dinosaur. It's a big boy. And... Uh, there's more bones going into the side of the hill, uh, enough that we've actually reoriented the uh, uh, direction of our greenhouse to go into the direction where these bones uh, are showing up. We've actually had to take back a part of the hillside, but the bones keep going, so we're all excited, and that's the direction we're heading. And when you say this is a big guy, he's 30, 35 feet long, we're not just deducing that based on the size of the pieces we're seeing. We're thinking all 35 feet are, are in there? Yeah, they they originally they when they first started digging they found the skull, uh, the tail which was a very large tail and two arms and two hands, and uh, this last time what they pulled out was the main part of the body, so when you think about what they have and then this big part of the body they probably got a good size uh, portion of a dinosaur and you really don't have to have a complete dinosaur uh, really to have a complete skeleton. Uh, sometimes you have to reproduce some of the bones, but so far it looks like all the bones are accounted for, and we'll be uh, very excited to see what they find in this last big, uh, big chunk of clay. So Peter McAvicki, who you mentioned, he's a, a professor at the University of Minnesota, a former curator of dinosaurs at the Field Museum, now very excited, as you said, about this site. He told the Kansas City Star, this is the best site far and away, not only in Missouri, but potentially east of the Great Plains. What about the geology of this site makes it such a, a high point for dinosaurs? Well, you know, the uh, rocks that would contain the, the uh, remains of dinosaurs were all across Missouri but they've eroded away 
and and the reason that we're digging in the area that we are now is for some reason the ground had dropped and, and made a depression i think it's called a down drop fault block <laughs> and when all the this uh, material was eroded away from missouri some of it was trapped below grade and that's where we're digging we're digging below grade and it's uh, it's not just a dinosaur it's a complete environment a prehistoric environment that's preserved i understand you've also found large crocodile remains at this site and, and turtle remains uh, what's the current thinking on what this site must have looked like millions of years ago well they're thinking that it's it's kind of a long uh, it's a branch off of the ocean at that time uh, where the museum is right now, if it was uh, back at that time, you'd only have to drive about a half hour to be down at the, uh, down at the ocean, down at the Gulf. So it's, uh, and, and also uh, without the pollen uh, to tell us what the trees and vegetation's like, it's really kind of hard to tell. But as time goes on, they're, they're putting together this information. They're going to come up with a pretty good idea of what Missouri looked like at that time. We're talking today to Guy Darrow. He's a self-taught fossil collector and curator of the St. Genevieve Museum Learning Center. An amazing exhibit called Tale of the Tale is now on display there. If you're interested, uh, if you want to check out STL on Air on Instagram, we've got some photos and videos of what you can all see on site down there in St. Genevieve. Guy, this just seems to fly in the face of how we think about Missouri versus how we think about the West. We think that the big specimens are all out there. Um, are we wrong? to think about the East Coast as, as or the eastern half of the U.S. As, as being less interesting when it comes to skeletons like this? Well, I'm actually calling it the eastern shore because at that time, the North American continent was cut in half by this North, uh, western interior seaway. And on the western side, we have all the dinosaurs we grew up with, like Tyrannosaurus and, and Brontosaurus and Triceratops. But on the eastern side, the eastern shore is what I call it, nothing was known. And so this is really a big deal to paleontologists worldwide to, uh, to put together this environment. And when you say the Eastern Shore, so you mean this area here in Missouri, we were on the edge of this, this large, uh, what's now inland, this would have been a sea. Yes, yeah, right close to a seaway, yes. So, Guy, this is all so interesting. And what is also so interesting to me is that you're not somebody who got extensive formal training in this. How did you first get interested in paleontology? Well, my parents were hunters, and I got the benefit of them traveling with me and my brothers all over the country. And they took us to a lot of museums. And uh, at a very early age, I met this paleontologist uh, uh, named Bruce Stinchcomb, who really uh, enlightened me and, and showed me that I did not have to, to travel to Australia, for instance, to make a discovery. In Missouri, I've made many, many discoveries, uh, uh, paleontological discoveries that are uh, new to science, either new genus or species, but these are invertebrate animals. But to uh, find this uh, this dinosaur, it's, it's like finding King Tut's treasure in Missouri. I can't imagine anything that's more exciting than finding a dinosaur in Missouri. Yeah, I mean, this is just super exciting. And I love, so you're learning there from Bruce Stinchcomb. Did he have the sense that such great finds were lurking in Missouri, or was he just interested in, in finding what he could where he could? He had found uh, fossils all over uh, the United States and a lot, uh, many, many discoveries in Missouri. It's, uh, he had the, the uh, foresight to purchase this, this piece of property in the hopes of finding more dinosaurs, and, uh, and he found them. I mean, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a serendipitous thing, but uh, uh, he's just a very good uh, geologist, and he taught me uh, 
uh, enough that I was able to uh, uh, take over the dinosaur site, and we've been working at it for the past 25 years. So short of just digging a well in the middle of a woods and just striking pay dirt, what's the key to finding dinosaur fossils? It just seems like this is every little kid's dream is to do what you're doing. Well, uh, I'm lucky that I'm uh, in Missouri where we've got this dinosaur site, but, you know, most times you've got to head head out west to do this, and there's a lot of a lot of different companies and uh, and universities that'll take people out west to do this. But you know, out west, there's lots of barren rock. There's lots of badlands, and when you see a bone, you know you can actually just look down and see it sticking out of the rock. Hmm. But when you're in Missouri, it's trees and grass. It's a very unusual thing to be digging dinosaurs in the middle of a forest. It's just just very unusual. Yeah, and you mentioned you you had to almost build this greenhouse to sort of shelter this site. I imagine in some ways this is pretty tricky. You want to be take so much care to make sure that you're not harming what you find. Yeah, you can't just start digging with shovels or uh, heavy equipment. You got to start taking when you when you start digging, you really got to take your time. You're laying on the ground, you got small tools. You just really got to be patient and go through the clay. And a lot of times uh, the clay looks exactly like the bones until you really know what you're doing. So it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot, it takes a lot of people that really know what they're doing. And uh, finding fossils is something that to me came really natural to me. Hmm. And uh, so it worked out really good. But um, you really, to, to do it right, you really got to learn uh, some disciplines. And that's where the folks at the uh, Field Museum really came in, in handy. They they brought down a field crew the first time of like, you know, 12 or 15 people. They all knew what they were doing. They all got the work, and they started making discoveries right off the bat. And my crew for the past many years was just a few people. Yeah, but uh, when we found that small skeleton and seen these other larger bones, we knew it was just a bigger a bigger episode than we could do. So it was really good that we got a hold of the Field Museum people. So now that you know this site is so important, you have the Field Museum working there on site, do you have to take precautions to make sure that, that people who have malevolent intent uh, don't find where you're doing this work? Well, it's a very small site, and the uh, landowners that surround it are now working with our project. And uh, we really never had a lot of problems down there in if you went to the site right now, you wouldn't see anything. You'd see a greenhouse. You'd see the inside was covered with a big tarp. Um, these bones, when you find a bone, a single bone could be in 50 or 100 pieces. Hmm. And, and you really got to know what you're doing. Or, or if you just started fooling around, you, you'd mess something up, and you wouldn't really even know that you had found a bone and because uh, you really got to know what you're doing so it's not something where there's great big bones on you know exposed where you could grab them it's not that kind of a situation at all hmm. uh, you really wouldn't even know in most cases that you had found a bone uh, it takes a lot of time just to uncover it when you're in the in the ex- excavation it takes a long time to uncover it so it seems like this is work that requires an extraordinary amount of patience yes yeah these <laughs> the little skeletons that's on display in our laboratory there at the museum, uh, for instance, a scapula that's on display there, it must be, I'd say, in 300 pieces. But little by little, we'll take them pieces apart, we'll clean the clay out between all the cracks, and we'll glue those back together, and uh, we'll have a scapula. And one of the amazing things we have on display is a replica we, we, of the hand of the Missouri dinosaur. Um, they, 
took, had a 3D model printed of it, and then I had molds made of that, and we've had some castings made, and we've had them painted up the way that the bones would look. But it's amazing to see this this hand of Parasaurus. It's it's just really cool, and that, that's something we, we got on display there in the lab. Well, we want to encourage people, if you check out our Twitter account, that's STL on Air, you can see photos of these replicas of, of these dinosaurs and get a better sense of what Guy is sharing with us today. Guy, what was it like uh, this weekend when you saw so many people coming to Gen- St. Genevieve to check out these discoveries? Well, dinosaurs are people magnets. And they've been paying my bills for many years because I travel with a small herd of them to different botanical gardens. And every time we get an amazing amount of people to come. So I knew this would be a hit. I can't think of anything else that would be more uh, a, a more cool of a, of a uh, discovery than to find dinosaurs in Missouri. in Missouri. Missouri is now dinosaur country. I know when I first started doing this museum here, uh, folks would ask me why you got full-size dinosaurs in your muse- in your um, museum, and it's because we had dinosaurs within an hour away from the museum. There's actual dinosaurs, so yeah. Missouri is dinosaur country. I love that. I feel like this could give our state the maybe change of image that uh, would benefit all of us. One last question for you today, Guy. We talked about this um, this very large adult, uh, 35-foot-long parasaurus that the Field Museum has been getting out of the soil there. Um, will that be on display anytime soon? Well, it'll, it'll probably take them a couple years to get all these bones uh, cleaned. And you can't really... Uh, take these actual bones and set them up as a skeleton you have to re- you have to reproduce them either mold them or 3d print them mm-hmm. and uh, but they will have a skeleton they're hoping to have a skeleton on display at the field museum and at some point we're hoping to have one here you know so it just takes time to clean these bones takes time this whole process takes time well we're glad that you have the patience this has been so exciting to learn about uh, guy darrow thank you so much for joining us today oh thanks for having me This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury with audio engineering by Aaron Dorr and production assistance from Jane Mather Glass. It was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.